listening to the Aftergrad Podcast. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Victoria, and we're your fellow Aftergrads trying to find clarity and security in this postgrad moment. On the show, we discuss the societal pressures that stand to mold us into inauthentic versions of ourselves while striving to make our dreams a reality. We welcome you on this journey as we try to navigate careers, bills, the pandemic, and who knows what else. But today, we're having a conversation about a trend that has been circulating around TikTok, encouraging people to be delusional, not realistic. Yeah. And we just wanted to contextualize this trend for the aftergrad moment because there are some of us who might want to be delusional or maybe mm-hmm. people are telling us that your dreams, your visions for your life, you're being delusional, honey. Exactly. And just to clarify, because maybe you don't know what really is delusional like mm-hmm. or the definition of it. Essentially, it's where you don't know the difference between your imagination and reality. <laughs> I love that you added the actual definition. No, because that's so true. I think as aftergrads, we oftentimes we might have these visions for ourselves as right. we've talked multiple times in our show in previous episodes. Yeah. But you might have people who don't see the visions, the yeah. manifestations that you're working hard to create for yourself. Exactly. And even though it's up here in your head, it's imaginary mm-hmm. currently, exactly. you know that it's going to be a reality at some point exactly. in the future. Exactly. I literally recall, <laughs> this brings so much laughter, this guy who walking me to my car and I have a little Honda Coupe, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in my mind, it's a Mercedes Benz. Period. And As you have to. So like when, not until he pointed it out that I realized, oh, this is kind of like a hoop but mm-hmm. in my mind i'm i'm rich right. i have money i'm successful absolutely you don't you might not see it but yeah. i see it it's mine and i might be delusional right. but actually i'm a millionaire in my You're mind not in my mind mm-hmm. it's actually reality so see going back and forth right that's delusional that's delusional. i don't know the difference between real or fake exactly so and enforcing that within ourselves i think can allow us to experience we've talked a lot about the psycho cybernetic pathways that we yeah. mentioned on a previous episode definitely check that episode out because we're really talking about in a sense what being delusional can add to the aftergrad journey right. you know it is a joking matter the person that actually started this trend on tiktok her name is kiara lewis and you can find her on tiktok at kiara lewis 75 mm-hmm. and in the tiktok she's literally saying be delusional f being realistic right. and the points that she's trying to make is that i might not have any evidence that's supporting the visions and dreams that i have for myself in the future right but i'm living it out right up here in my head exactly. and I will experience it. It's so refreshing to see too. And also when you become delusional or in the process of being delusional, you realize that there's a shift. You start to drop the word real and fake. You start to question those definitions. Mm. What is real and what is fake? What is Especially it? in our generation coming up with the high tech and the high speeds and AI and metaverse and all mm. that stuff launching and taking flight, cryptocurrency, may I go on? Yeah. We are really going to start being challenged with the definition of what is real and what is fake. In fact, we're starting to integrate with both. So mm-hmm. all that to say, get your mind prepared. Right. You can start imagining things that are beyond you and that you currently see in front of you, whether it be your family. Whether right. <laughs> yeah, whether it be I'm your not family, to of course, right, your right, friends, right. your acquaintances. Family, friends, and all that stuff. Right. Friends will start looking at you different too. They probably think I'm delusional. Right. Yeah. And that's that's tea or actually. acquaintances at least. I, I mean, say. have have you ever been in a situation where you know you have dreams and that's where you kind of have to decipher who's yes. your close friends? Have you ever been in a situation yeah. where you want to share your dreams with certain people but and maybe you know they you feel can't handle they it? They can't handle it, or you they're gonna hit you, you can't with handle the truth. Uh, they can't handle the truth, right? And you know, a, a, lot. A, a lot, right? right? There might be moments where you're trying.
trying to share what you hope to see for yourself. And that's when you just have to know who are your ride or dies and who are your that's close how friends. I, that's a who... big one and how I know if you're ride or die material. Because yeah, I tell you my able... dream and there's like a pot, right, even a, a pause, slight pause. But no hyping oh, up. Right, no hype. Some people don't know how to hype. Yeah, which how, that's how questionable know? behavior for me. I need you to very, be able to get with it immediately. Very, I don't care if I say I want to be the next Beyonce Get your mind around it. Get your it. mind around it. <laughs> like, Suspend your disbelief. Suspend exactly. your disbelief. Like, I need you to see me as Beyonce in that right. moment when exactly. I'm sharing that You'd with you. You'd be like, you. okay, yeah, bet. bet. You know what? I'm going to be delusional with you. I'm you going Beyonce. to. Beyonce. Yeah. No, for real. No, really. Because I've been in a situation where it was like acquaintance kind of meet up, meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And everybody was going around the table and say what they want to be. And like, I hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, don't I don't know what type of safe know. space you're in. Right? If you could share all of yourself in this moment. Yeah, exactly. And once I did, and whew, mm. the looks, the stares. Yeah. And, you know, me at the time was like, well, dang, girl, mm-hmm. you said way too much. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, fine. But now that I'm in the world of like trying to convince or not convince, but like getting a job, internship, yada, yada, so forth. I really do need to only give them a piece because right. now we're dealing with adults who have been in their minds in the quote unquote real world. Right. right? So anything you see, it's not going to work. You can only pick one thing. Mm-hmm. So when I do express like the whole portfolio of what I see myself doing, sure. sometimes they'll get caught up depending on their experiences, their beliefs and what they've seen. Right. They'll put on me what I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And then they might see, oh, this is not going to be a good fit. Right. right. How dare you make that assumption? Not yeah. how dare you, but like. But how dare you? But how dare you? Really, <laughs> really. So like now that I'm dealing with talking to other generations, I have to be careful on like who I tell what. Sure. Um, but when I was younger, I was more naive about it and just, you know, told anyone. And yeah, I got some reactions, but it didn't affect me. But mm-hmm. now going into like workspaces and networking stuff as well, it can literally be the make or break of an opportunity if yeah. you tell too much or too little. Sure. So how do you, in the midst of being in your delusional self, you're marketing. You're marketing you're, yourself. No, I just want to, yeah, Kane, marketing background, oh, like yes. just grand <laughs> and like knowing what and when to say, how much to give mm-hmm. and to make them feel like they're in. Yeah. I don't even want to say that this is a, a us being fake though it's simply not it's not it's playing the game you have to be a student of the game and you have to understand when it's appropriate to share certain facets of yourself there might be moments i think one element of society that we're living in right now is people are constantly telling us that you need to specialize honey if you don't have a specialty you're not going to have starting college when you had to uh, declare your major. Declare your major. That's right? really the point in which that type of situation begins, where you're forced to pigeonhole yourself into a f- specific field of study. And that's all well and good. You do want to have skills. That's kind of what the major is training you for. But as Gen Zers ourselves, we have so many interests. And we and have so many much talents. To offer, so many talents. And, I mean, we shouldn't have to sacrifice and that. It's kind of messed up because I feel like society has pulled on that too for us to be good at many things. So then. You want us to be good at a lot of different things and then we come out and you want us to then specialize. But then you appreciate and you value the people who are working for you that are good in different departments. And in fact, you use that against them and stretch them thin thin. when we're low on like, you know, a lot of people resign due Mm -hmm. to a lot of the drama that was behind, you know, getting vaccinated and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And a lot of the positions were not filled. Right. Um, Happening here in our local D.C., they had a job fair because I believe a mayor pointed it out like y'all weren't rehiring in fact you were stretching the people that were that remained mm-hmm. into these other positions having them do more 
than what their right. job description requires mm-hmm. and then still giving them the same pay grade. So, right. yeah, y'all use our multiple talents when it's convenient. When it's convenient. However, like, as we get into the roles, you're wanting very specific... Very specific confused. skill sets. I'm very confused. Look it's very contradictory. Face. I don't understand. What so do we do? That's the point of a liberal arts education, too. I mean, we've learned... Right. There's been so many fields of study that we have to go through. I'm thinking back to my time at University at Claremont McKenna where there were just so many GE requirements and they love to talk about how each of these disciplines and academic specialties are going to give you insight into how the world works and it's going to make you a stronger professional. Right. And I do agree with that. I think it is helpful for us to learn about all of these different areas. But mm-hmm. like you were saying, then we get into the world. But you world. also had a liberal arts background. I did have a liberal arts and background. And I did as well. You I did. Very appreciative of that. Right. Yeah, continue. Just, no, no, of course. Then you get into the real world and you get into the corporate positions. And it seems as though, at least from what I'm hearing in the zeitgeist, specializing is going to be what makes you the most valuable. And if you don't have something that you are great at, you are a master at, then it's going to be more difficult for you to secure a position or to continue to add value. Right. And for me, one way that I want to be delusional is to push back against that. I can be good at that. a lot of different things. at a lot of different things. Right. And that's where my value lies and my multifacetedness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like after grads, y'all are probably feeling the same way. I'm good at this, but I'm good at this. I don't want to mm-hmm. lose this, but they are requiring this. So how are we managing this? Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to go against our word and what we said in regards to say whatever you want in the interview. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to tailor that a little bit. Because remember, right. we are experiencing life with you. So back then, we were not giving advice. We were giving what we felt. And back then, I felt you could say anything in the interview room, and it makes you marketable. True, to mm-hmm. an extent. But I have a report mm-hmm. to come back to you on. Yeah, You have to wear certain hats in certain moments. And mm-hmm. that is my new thing that I'm trying to get adjusted to yeah. and figure out how much do I give, how much do I not give. So... right. Going back to that episode, I mean, we were talking about interviews. We were talking about the good, bad, and memorable interview experiences. And I think, at least as far as the interview scenario is concerned, when you're networking with people, just understanding the type of relationship you're trying to have with them. Right. Because I'm all for, and I want to encourage after grads to be able to pull up to an interview and do what I did and say that I simply didn't prepare for that question. I didn't do my due diligence. That's literally kind of what I said in the interview because I was in the midst of writing thesis. I didn't care if I got the job or not. So I just don't want aftergrads to be in a position where they, again, are allowing these societal scenarios to force them into saying something that's inauthentic to themselves, you know, right. feeling as if you have to convey this message. And that's of, the challenge that I'm having. Right. Like, honestly, like I'm telling aftergrad, hey, we kind of have to wear different hats. We do. But at the same time, if I could passionately preach what I want to preach, I want any aftergrad, like you're saying, mm-hmm. to go in and rock the boat and like literally say what they want to say. However, Mm -hmm. it's not likely that you'll have another delusional person across the table at all times. It's not likely that you'll be with someone else in a gallery and networking, right, at a Mm -hmm. party and that they understand they get to that same level of delusional Mm -hmm. as you do. It's highly, I'm not saying it's highly unlikely, but the odds, it's like 50-50s chance. And the You'll know. Also, like mm-hmm. we talk about vibes too. I know when someone else is very narrow minded and they've been in the industry for a long time. And so when they're hiring, they're looking for that replica of them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. So how do you squeeze yourself into that keyhole right. so that when you do get hired, though, you can then show all your true colors? Absolutely. Unfortunately, it is kind of hypocritical. It might require us to put up a facade or show mm-hmm. only a side or make us feel limited in the space. Right. But I think it's 
Think of it as a skill. It's a skill. It's and part of the game. And think of it as like power, baby. Yeah. Maybe it's a form of seduction mm-hmm. that we just know when to say what at right. specific moments. However, when we do get in a room with someone else who's just on the same level of then like delusionalist, then we pop off. Yeah. Like when we met, mm-hmm. like it's literally when we first met, it was like we knew we could share right. anything with each other. We knew it was a vibe. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I cherish those moments and I cherish those people, but yep. we're not always going to come across those people. Right. And that's the skill, learning when you're in the midst and company of someone who is equally as delusional or maybe even more delusional right. than yourself, knowing that it's right. okay and safe to share right. those moments. And nine times out of 10, the interview scenario is not going to be that moment. And Honestly, I think the skill lends itself to getting that job. I think it's important for after guys to think of themselves as, and this more so goes, I think of, I'm a freelancer, right? Mm. So, but I still think it's important for after guys to consider themselves businesses or entrepreneurs, entities, corporations. Right. Your whole body. Your, your whole, whole body. Self. Your whole yeah. self is a service, right? right. And then when you <laughs> exactly. think, no, it, it literally no, is. And your product, yeah. as you also like to say, mm-hmm. we offer certain things. You are skilled in various areas. And when you're in the interview process or you're networking, there are certain things that you yourself offer to the table. And that's honestly kind of what I think being delusional is about. I mean, being delusional, being confident for me, it's confidence is an understanding that you are the only person that can do a certain thing in the way that Victoria will do it, in the way that Robert will do it. I'm a photographer and confidence in photography, that is... For me, knowing that there's not another soul, not another human being on this planet that is going to take an image like Robert Kane. Sure, technically, the image might be sound and it might check off all the boxes on composition, lighting, pose, but no one is ever going to take another image like me. Mm-hmm. And that is confidence. And that's being delusional that in is. a sense because I think that's true. the validity and the salience of the this be delusional trend is it's just encouraging us to trust ourselves, to trust in the visions that we have for our life because there's been so much, even I'm thinking about the generational disparity in mindset right now, how older people are upset that we have people that are going into economics and finance that are coming out making entry-level salaries Mm -hmm. that are above 100K. Mm -hmm. Well, too bad. (laughs) That's unfortunate for you because I'm all here for it. And I have no intent of going in to finance but what i am here for is people being paid what they're worth Mm -hmm. and also i read it very this is i read a quote on instagram no it was linkedin and it was just a simple point if you're not raising your salaries for all the employees not the new people that you're bringing onto the team you're decreasing their salary why because we're living in hyperinflation so that's just a side point in terms of salary exactly but that's for you the product are depreciating you're depreciating you're literally depreciating because the the companies that you're working for they're not giving you a raise exactly so to all the afrograds that are in corporate right now and i know that that can be such a difficult topic to have talking about money especially if you just got there too Ooh, yikes (laughs) i I don't know how i would feel that that can be a very tumultuous very stressful situation but yeah then maybe we can transfer or channel that energy of being hallucination towards you know what we deserve Mm. maybe we should be delusional maybe not in the moment of being delusional into what all we can attain and what Mm -hmm. all we could do like in terms of all the many facets of ourselves Mm -hmm. but we go in with the delusion of i am good great at this one thing and i can 
sell it. Yeah. Sell my, not Absolutely. sell myself, but like, yeah. sell it, sell my skills, yeah. sell what I bring to the table. So if, if that's what I'm getting at yes. from what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, so it's just channel it somewhere else. Channel, yeah. Finding ways to channel it. I mean, that's just one area. I think being delusional is honestly, so much. It, yeah, it encompasses so much at, at the root of it. For me, I think it's just about going against the grain, going against status quo, quite mm-hmm. honestly, even though it's a very leave a comedic mark on them. sense, leave a mark on them in whatever way that you can while obviously trying to remain authentic to mm-hmm. your vision. And again, I mean, it just, it goes back and forth because on the surface being delusional, that's not some advice that we would normally want to give to people. Like I'm not encouraging people to literally, right, be delusional outright. But again, society has told us that a lot of the ways that young people think Mm -hmm. is delusional. So we're trying to unravel and unpack that Mm -hmm. while repurposing and reappropriating the concept of being delusional. Right. And ultimately, five, ten years from now, what we're saying is being delusional won't actually be Be delusional. delusional. (laughs) (laughs) I love how I worked through that, Hattie. I I struggled. But it was was a good point. Yeah. You preached. I found it. You found it, yeah. That's the way that I'm internalizing this trend. And Kiara Lewis, whoever popularized it, I'm grateful for that because I want to be delusional in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I want to look corporate. I want to look these entities with a straight face and say that these, this is the wealth of knowledge that I bring, and I'm not sacrificing mm-hmm. any of it for mm-hmm. anybody. And if you're not going to pay me what I'm worth, then I'm going to go over here to another corporation. And if you're not being upfront about your policies on social justice, et cetera, right. we're going to walk, right. quite simply. Quite simply. And then it's 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 the walk for me. Mm-hmm. We're going to walk forward. We're going to keep it, keep it straight. It yeah. doesn't bother us mm-hmm. as well, I think how people respond to us being delusional, right? It, I hope we, you know, garner up a shield, not a shield necessarily, but thick skin mm-hmm. against, you know, how society responds to us imagining such things that may seem so out of reach and out of touch. I was watching some of the collaborations that some of the TikTokers did with Kiara Lewis in the video, and, you know, they would play her her part where she's like, be delusional, be delusional, don't, you know, don't worry about it. Just, you know, know you and imagine blah, blah, blah. And then one of the girls would respond or responded and was like, yes, um, I was working in business and I wanted to do film. All of a sudden I wanted to be in the film world. And I started saying, I'm going to work in film. Mm -hmm. I'm going to (laughs) be a avid component in the film industry. And within a year, she's in New York working in the film industry. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm keeping this delusion up and we'll see where it takes me further. But within a year's time of her being delusional, quote unquote, right? That actually became the reality and the truth. Right. So, (laughs) come on. It works. It works. Like, yeah, this stuff works. Yeah. It happened a lot in my childhood, too. A lot Mm -hmm. of the things that I know people look at me stupid crazy, but then, like, in college, it happened. And I'm like, "Mm." Mm mm-hmm. Because I think being delusional, also, you have to, you know, I don't want to speak for the person that you're referring to who said that they would eventually be working in the film industry. But for me, I want to encourage aftergrads, of course, be delusional. We support that here on this channel and in this community. But there's also work to be done on the back end, right? So delusion delusion without work is dead. That is true. (laughs) Is dead. Very true. So you have to be doing, you can't just be sitting on your butt and being delusional 
But if you're my friend, I'm still going to support you. I think in being delusional, you begin to feel like you're that person. And so if you're really imagining the spaces you're going to be in and the work that you're going to do very thoroughly, then you start to believe you're that person. And what do you expect from that person? You start to ask yourself those questions. And then you actually start to like do actions that that person would do or Mm -hmm. that person is you, right? So the work will come behind it if you're doing it correctly. If you're sitting around and just like, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. But then there's no other work being like going towards that meditation or that envision envision of yourself, then nothing will happen. It will just simply just be a thought. And that's a difference between a thought and a vision. Mm-hmm. Vision. <laughs> you, I've already experienced I, it. Yeah, you've already experienced yeah. it. Like you you feel it. You feel, you it. feel her. I'm a billionaire yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Not in my mind. I am. You are. I am. Right yeah. now I'm a billionaire in time. Mm-hmm. But eventually it will be in funds as well. Yeah. But like I can imagine that there's a billion bucks in my bank <laughs> right now too. And eventually it will happen. Now what does a person with a billion dollars do? Mm-hmm. What do they look like? They wake up at five. They tend to have their stuff together. Yeah. I don't know. They just have, how do they make that path. money, right? Yeah. Like, how do they get there? So a lot of the things that a billionaire does, I'm actually doing right now. Absolutely. And I think it's from just continually putting myself in that mindset that this is the type of person I am and this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So then everything else, like that work, those actions, the way you are with people just kind of comes behind it. Yeah. By nature. So even if you don't know how to work towards it, because we have a lot of people who sometimes are really good at imagining things, but don't know how to then back it up behind Mm -hmm. with work. Maybe you're not processing it all the way. Start to be realistic Mm -hmm. in how that person is that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that can possibly be of aid or stepping stone towards you, you know, figuring out how to put the work behind the vision that you have and as exactly and as we navigate that journey for ourselves there's actually a post that we shared on our ig feed that goes to this point i told you about it it basically is getting at this point of creative people or just professionals in general if you're an artist if you're a business person if you're an entrepreneur we have simply got to stop saying trying Mm. or itty bitty little in regards to the work that we're doing in regards to the missions that we're trying to fulfill if you're doing it you are that entity. If you are an artist and you're making art, it's not little and it's not just art. Mm-hmm. You are an artist right. creating art. Right. You are an entrepreneur starting a business, starting a brand. Exactly. We have to change the language around that. Exactly. And for me, it really does go to being delusional. Right. right. Because again, society will have you believe that because you're at the starting point and you're not a master yet, yeah. that you aren't actually living out what you're doing exactly. and you're not adding strong value or just because there's someone mm-hmm. who's five steps ahead of you and you're five steps behind them right. that you're not on the same level. Exactly. No, we can't think like that. No, we are what we are doing. Right. Period. Exactly. And I think that's where the, this very important component to the recipe is like faith. Right. Um, because there's a, there's a time where it can come across as cocky or arrogant. I don't think it does. But when there's a sense of faith with it, it it comes across different to people. Honestly, for me, when I was a kid, I'm used to being told, you're a kid and I'm an adult. That, I mean, rightfully so. That's a form of respect. But essentially what's associated with the kid is like they don't know enough. They're little. They're tinier. They're more, you know, naive to what's around them. 
And so when you're coming out into that transition moment, you're coming out into like the young adult, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's young adult. There's still something about that word that's like, you don't know much. Right. Yet. Still much to learn. Right, right. And so like you subconsciously might be thinking, I don't know much yet. There's still more to learn. And there's a humbleness to that, mm -hmm. right? Like as we said in the last episode, let's be a student of the game. Yep. Yes. However, being a student of the game does not mean losing sight of who you are and who you're going to be. Mm -hmm. And so like you were saying, just standing firm and getting rid of that vernacular of little, small, young, naive, less than, yeah. not experienced right. enough yet that has to kind of come out yeah. of the vernacular, yeah. honestly. Like, it really needs Get to be dropped. Mm -hmm. Right, because I can still say I'm a venture capitalist and I'm wanting an entry-level job yeah. because, you know, I feel like I'm in a space where I need to learn a little bit more. Right. But that does not take away from the fact that I'm good at da 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 da, -da. That yeah. vernacular is different than I don't have enough experience yeah. yet, so I kind of, I don't know. I agree. Anywho. I, I hear it. I hear it and I support that. And I think the older generation might be looking at that type of mentality sideways, right? Because I think a lot of in the past, it was you had to work your way up. You needed to start here at this checkpoint, right? But I think, again, skills are in right now. And it's very unfortunate when people get above themselves. I, I think that's where it's just very, very You're snitching on yourself. You're snitching on yourself. No, because I've seen adults do that. Yeah, where like they maybe. they feel challenged by someone who walks in the room Very and challenged. has something What's to say. What's the pressure? Say. Right, and so then they <laughs> they guard them off from you know the opportunities they may have for them in store. But honestly, that just what comes what goes around comes around. Oh yeah. Um, for me, when you experience that type of person, but yeah, those person those people will come by where they're intimidated by your presence and they're the confidence that you had at such or have at such a young age. Yeah. But in that case, I really feel like. You know, if something is taken from you because of a person that felt challenged like that, just walk away and it will come back to them. Yeah. And trust me, tenfold will come back for you. Right. And I just don't think that to, it's, I mean, again, the reason that I say you're cinching on yourself and specifically referring to older people, sure, because that's who I'm thinking of when those... You're on yourself. No, you, you are because wouldn't you want better for the people that come after you? Right. Wouldn't you want what we all seemingly want and that's a right. better working environment yeah. for the collective because if you then are they upset, lose sight of their their purpose they lose sight of their purpose because they're worried about being challenged by younger people mm -hmm. but again i would think if i were older and the way that i will internalize it the people that it come after me, me it keeps me young but also my work was not for naught it had validity mm -hmm. it was worthwhile because the people that come after me are going to have a better experience right. from the work that i produced and shared with the world but that mindset is clearly not shared with the people that have that type of mentality yeah. and the people that are getting upset with young people who are being quote unquote delusional and unrealistic about the expectations around work. But we're just simply calling out what has been hidden for so long right. and that's just better working and conditions. And it's obviously just luggage that they're carrying and regrets that they are carrying with them. And I, in that regards, if you're that person listening in, you know, then that's when you need to kind of look at yourself and like reevaluate what is your purpose and what do you want to see, right. right? And what has happened, what has shifted for you to not appreciate another individual coming into the space wanting to add their purpose right. to your mission. Right. What something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong. And, and I mean I'll as, pray for you. Oh yeah, pray for you. I'll keep doing my thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm gonna keep it pushing. But I'm gonna keep it pushing because I'm it's not worth obviously my time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean as after guys, we when we get into those when we get into those spaces, obviously you might be sticking in a space for a particular reason and that's totally fine. But just never lose sight of that quote unquote delusion 
keep it near and dear close, That's right? True. So that you can keep moving forward That's and true. bypass them. You know, I'm thinking whenever I interact with someone who doesn't understand my level of delusion, mm -hmm. you really mean nothing to me because we're just not going to see the world in the same okay. way. And again, we talk so much on this channel about building community with like-minded people. And I take that very seriously. Mm -hmm. So I think a conversation that we were also having is going back to this idea of marketing yourself and knowing when and where to share certain facets of yourself. And I think mm -hmm. in the corporate world, that's super important too, because not everyone is going to understand where you're coming from. And that's totally fine. I'm not saying that everyone should. The content that we share here, it's not going to be for everyone. There are going to be people that simply don't resonate with it. Mm -hmm. And I think we just have to be comfortable with the fact that that's okay. Right. That's great, actually, because, you know, we... I do want to provide space for all types of thoughts and all types of mindsets, but we're just living in such a shifting moment right now yeah. in terms of the way that technology, I really like the point that you made about the metaverse and crypto and AI. We genuinely don't know what's going to be real and not in Very the future. Soon. So it's going to be become a part of us. And, and we're going to miss the trends too. If we sit back and make the same mistake as the people that came before us in a sense did by not calling out the realities that were happening at work right. and in corporate right. and in the world, we're not going to be moving forward. Exactly. So we're doing, we'd be doing ourselves a disservice, that quite one, frankly. Literally that one. I, I think a lot of people, especially in like the creative space, heck, every space is creative. Mm -hmm. Businesses are trying to create new formulas. Uh, science are trying to create or find new ways of, you know, discovering sciences. And then artists, we just stay creating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, a lot of the times we're in businesses, we're trying to create what's now, what seems needed, what needs to be known, right? Or things that, or how to get to what is known. And I want to express that on this channel, our uniqueness is that we're trying to figure out the unknown, mm -hmm. right? And so with figuring out the unknown, it does mean going into delusion, right. delusions. <laughs> and, you know, in the future, we'll kind of look at in the transition stage, how to, you know, get through those known things like taxes and careers yeah. and stuff like that. But on this channel, what I feel like makes us stand out than others is like, we're willing to talk about what's not so known, mm -hmm. which sometimes can seem crazy. Right. But... That's who we are. There's no one else that is giving us that type of insight. Right. We're trying to prepare for what is not expected. Mm -hmm. And that's the comfort that we were needing when we graduated in the midst of a pandemic. And I just wanted to remind this channel of that. And like this episode means a lot to me because we get to have that conversation that not everyone's talking about. We're coming out of quote unquote, coming out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Stay safe out there, guys. But things are starting to be predictable. Um, economics are starting to adjust. The mm -hmm. trends are starting to, you know, come to a stable spot, not spiking up, not spiking down. But here, we're still affected by those moments. And we still want to be prepared for when other moments like that occur. Mm -hmm. And that is this right now, being delusional mm -hmm. in what we see for ourselves. You somehow have to foreshadow the unknown and that's what exactly. we do that, that's the it's point like, that i'm getting mm -hmm. right like so even with with anything happening any given moment things spike up things spike down we're stable we stay stable because we're just following 
us. We're mm-hmm. following what we're predicting for ourselves rather than being so consumed in what is being predicted outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Or what is expected of us mm-hmm. or what is to come or not to come, like the pandemic per se. Right. Anything that happens. So in the midst of the pandemic, we figured ourselves out. Right. We know that whatever happens with the pandemic, that's up to the pandemic. But we know, okay, I'm going to be here this is happening for me. Da, 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 da. I am this person already. Yeah. I know this is happening out here. And I know, right. you know, jobs are coming off the market and stuff like that. But right. that's not in my world. That's right. not in my delusional reality. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's where we come here to be safe. Yeah. And say, safe from it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to, like you said, get to find our family of people who are on that same wavelength. Yeah. That no matter what happens in the real world, quote unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know if it's real. real. Um, it could be very much a stage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm letting myself to believe more and more right. as yeah. each current event right. takes its place. Exactly. I really feel as though we might be in a simulation. Exactly. But that's maybe for another day. Right. So we'll bounce in and out of reality and we hope to guide you through both as most channels will only probably guide you through what is known right, right? there's that's so important and ooh, it's that hindsight we'll have hindsight of what's real what's real there's there's so many people that's really what the college education and the whole college preparatory let's help you get into a college let's help you prepare for after college to get a job I feel like so many, honestly, they're delusional, but not in the way that we're talking about because they've been playing in again to the pipeline that wasn't serving anyone, but it's what the majority of people were saying would be the safest route. Mm -hmm. And you had all these organizations that would be telling students that this is the logical, realistic pathway. But even then, so many people were unhappy. People were going into debt and just because the pandemic is now elucidating a lot of these realities, they had been happening so much in the past. I mean, on the previous episode, we were talking about both of our parents, how they went into debt going through this pipeline, mm-hmm. right? But no one was really coming out and saying, maybe this isn't the right way or challenging being delusional, mm-hmm. i.e. going against the status quo and suggesting that maybe there is an alternative path or maybe there's a different way that we can frame this or maybe we can just give more options, more avenues. And that's what I think we try to do every single that's, time. That's it. It's like, we're not even, it's, we're not here to encourage, like we said in the last episode, if I could do it again, I would go back to school, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're not trying to challenge the institutional route. In fact, we will in the future be guiding you through that and hopefully get, res- not hopefully, we will mm-hmm. have resources on this show to help your delusion, seeing yourself as a doctor, seeing yourself as a lawyer, get through that route. But we also want to cater to those who have different illusions. Right. Of, and so that's why we want to talk to those other avenues mm-hmm. and also provide resources for those as well right. so that you don't feel like you're coming here, coming to the pipeline to college. Yeah. Yes, if that is one of your interests to get the master's, to get the graduate school, we will have that here as well. But for those who don't see that, who see mm-hmm. the certificate route or the sponsor route or you know the music route, the hustle grind moment, mm-hmm. that's here too. Absolutely. And it's just a bigger family. Right. But very few are on that woo crazy wavelength. Mm-hmm. So come, come Join here us. on this show. And what I would also say as another point, I'm thinking about us. I'm thinking about marginalized people. I'm thinking about people that don't come for much money or having some type of challenges as they navigate through the educational system. Right. 
if you have dreams of being a lawyer, if you have dreams of being a doctor or just any big vision, you, in a sense, you have to be delusional. I mean, the odds are somewhat stacked against you based on the statistics and the barriers to entry that you're going to have to face. You might not have access to the network and to think that you within yourself, you know, are going to overcome those challenges. They are so difficult a lot of times and they can be very scary, Right. right? Even if you go to a school like mine that has a strong network, I still have to access that network. I'm thinking of people that are first-generation college students, how they haven't been prepared for college. And there's many story after story where people get on campus and they feel underprepared and they feel as though they're not supported. I mean, all of these challenges, to think that you can reach beyond that, you somewhat have to be delusional. No, literally, I'll, I'll speak to my story going into college. I wanted to go to China for the first time. That's an expensive trip. That trip... I wanted to go multiple times. No. And I sat in the office and I know this woman probably thought I was delusional. Mm -hmm. I remember her kind of like just lightly giggling. It was nothing towards me. It was nothing in spite at all. In fact, I appreciate her reaction. She was like, okay, let's make this happen. Then pulls out a binder, lines up. We line up together the programs. She helped me fuel my delusion. Even if she probably didn't see it for me, she just heard my passion through Mm. my delusion, right? And I had no money to give. (laughs) No money to give. And, you know, as I was, you know, returning around campus and all this stuff, talking to other people about if they're interested in going abroad, a majority of them would say, I don't have the money. They would think about the reality first. And I didn't have the money, guys. I went, I was lined up to go to China three times. I went two out of three. Um, The third time got, you know, interrupted by COVID, unfortunately. But my delusion of going to China multiple times in my (laughs) four years for free, I would add that with no pennies out of my pocket. Period happen yeah this actually happens guys i'm trying to be and i might sound crazy i might sound crazy but i Uh literally went in the office and said i'm trying to go multiple times with no money in my pocket yeah and it happens so just don't knock yourself out with the realities knock yourself out with those delusions because then that's why we have some lawyers like you said that were marginalized and you know things were stacked up against them and they get to the top and they're like how did i get here Mm -hmm. i'll tell you how they got there they believe they believe that they were they were they were already there and so it just naturally will come into place these people will come into your path and all this stuff that you would never think of Mm -hmm. and it takes work though it, it does. takes work. It I, I want to reiterate that again. We'll just keep going back re- yeah. to the point. We know this. Delu- we know this, but you know, you might have people like, wait, but you're just saying be delusional. Right, right. I'm no. sitting in my room thinking no, about it. Because we work hard and our right. aftergrads work hard That's too. That's true. All right. That's so true. we are delusional, but we work hard That's true. to back it up. To back it up. Listen. Yeah, we, we got to keep that in mind, guys. Oh, absolutely. And we know y'all know. Right. I'm just, well, one more point because you were going back to your university, and I'm just thinking about. My university, they never let anyone count credits from abroad. You can usually only count like two credits from abroad. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, that's scary. That's very scary. But you know what? I was delusional. Look, (laughs) I took one class for my media studies major on campus. Hey, Claremont McKenna. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, because people always want to do things by the book. Right. But you know what? That's great. A book is wonderful. Right. But again... I want to be different. Yeah. I'm always thinking about how can I differentiate myself. Right. And like you, I wanted to study abroad twice. I wanted to go Period. for a full year. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to conclude with that just to yeah. give people motivation that we're going to encounter so many systems, right. so many people that are trying to like yeah. center us. Right. They right. want to center us on a path. Right. And they want to enforce their visions onto you. Be delusional. 
please be delusional please that's how we that's how we function here on this show that's how yeah y'all might be thinking oh y'all got it like that to go abroad and y'all were fortunate and privileged no a majority of the things we're given or not given but we deserve because of like the delusions that we had Mm -hmm. right like we just believed in it so hard that it just happened that it happened right we willed it to be willed it to be All right, Aftergrads, that's our episode. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely follow us on Instagram at The Aftergrad Podcast. If you enjoyed our visual version, make sure to subscribe to our channel. There you can be notified of our latest releases. Also, Aftergrads, we still want to hear from you. So if you have a question, comment, concern, or life situation that pertains to being an Aftergrad, definitely share those with us on our email address, which is theaftergradpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram, which again is at The Aftergrad Podcast. Finally, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Not only does this make us happy, but it helps grow our Aftergrad family. And with that, Aftergrads, thank you for tuning in and or watching. And with that, this this is is The Aftergrad Aftergrad Podcast. Podcast.